Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Amateur Gourmet Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Roberts, the Amateur Gourmet, and I'm so psyched about this week's episode. If you've ever met me in real life or you've ever been to my kitchen, you'll know that I am obsessed with collecting vintage plates, vintage bowls, vintage silverware. I've got such a collection that I even have spillover in my closet that I had to just go through. Um, And one of my newest obsessions is Pyrex. I went to Concord to visit Craig on the set of his movie. And while I was there, there was an antique shop and they had all this vintage Pyrex. And I learned all kinds of things like about gooseberry Pyrex and all these different colors. And so somewhere along the way, I've discovered this Instagram account called Pyrex and Plants, which is amazing. And it's run by a woman named Nicole Miller, who's constantly going on the hunt for vintage Pyrex and other goodies and posting it and selling it on her Etsy shop. And so one day I was like, well, I have to have you on my podcast. And so I reached out to her and she was like, sure, I'd love to. And so what you're about to hear is a conversation between two obsessives, two people who love to go hunting for vintage kitchen goodies. I hope you're also a fan of this stuff. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Nicole Miller. Hi, Nicole. Well, I am very excited to talk to you because I am a huge fan of your Instagram account, Pyrex and Plants. I'm a huge fan of your beautiful cooking activity that I don't do any of. Well, thank you. Well, it's funny because it's like, I feel like this is like a subculture. Like I feel like collecting Pyrex, collecting these kinds of things. And it was funny because, you know, lately I've just been doing these podcasts where I just, I basically want to talk about things that I'm interested in. And I was like, well, I was like, I want to invite Nicole on because this is a subject I care a lot about. So I guess a good starting point is where did this start for you? Uh, Well, first, when you reached out, I was a little terrified because I don't cook. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. This is about plates yeah. and Pyrex. Yeah. I can talk about. It all started with when I moved out of my home and I was building my own little home in my apartments and I was thrifting and I was seeing things that reminded me of growing up, but I was seeing it in like, no offense to my mother, but our Pyrex was Homestead, <laughs> which came out in the 80s. It was the same kind of milk glass with the fired on paint but it was brown Mm -hmm. and it was not all that flashy, but I was seeing green and pink and blues with the same style, but like, wow, it looked like shiny candy. So um, I was drawn to it from remembering it as a kid, just not quite as, you know, (laughs) not quite as yeah, that's so funny. We had it at yeah. home too. We had like a white, the white one with almost like it looked like a Greek yeah, design on the side of it. Do you know what I'm the talking about? Yeah, and it was something. not that great. Everybody yeah. had their pattern. It's so nostalgic. We didn't have the really hot Pyrex. So that really got me excited. I love color. I mean, if you're on my account, I am obsessed. So. Yeah, and for those who can't see you, behind <laughs> you is an entire two yeah. shelves filled with colorful Pyrex bowls and cups and plates. So yes, I can tell. So color was the starting point. Color was the start. I love milk glass. I love the fired on painted milk glass. Unfortunately, it's a pain to care for. You can't put it in the dishwasher. You need to baby it and hand wash it. So my kids, nobody likes to use it because nobody wants to hand wash it. <laughs> Yeah, it's scary. I've had a couple of close calls with some of my vintage plates where like, I'll be like washing a bowl or something and then it will slip out of my hands and I'll grab it. Yeah, And it's, it's some heavy stuff, these dishes. It's not like, you know, uh, yeah. completely user-friendly, but it's 
super beautiful. So wait, where did you grow up? I grew up in Northern California, a little town called Anderson. It's a two hours north of Sacramento. Okay. Pretty little country town on the river. Um, we actually just sold the home and uh, moved my mom out of it. So that was kind of uh, bittersweet. And yeah, I met my husband in the middle in Sacramento. And he was a Southern California boy. And I didn't know he was bringing me back down here, back to, <laughs> you know, where he grew up. Big uh, culture shock, you know, just small town girl. So, oh, interesting. But, you know, you adjust and then you love it and then you can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah, I get it. And it's funny because it's like my old podcast used to be called Lunch Therapy and I would analyze people about what they ate. But there's something in there about um, the nostalgia for growing up with Pyrex and then moving to a new place yeah. and looking for Pyrex. I just, I see something in that. So, oh, totally. Yeah. And I, you know, we, you live down here too. We're in the hub of just such a heavy population. There's so much junk being donated. Mm -hmm. So it's just, um, it's a constant feast for hunting and treasure seeking because it, there's just so many people down here, yeah. you know, you don't get that in those small towns. So that's the, the joy of being in a high populated, you know, doing what I do. It's just nonstop good stuff. Well, that's a great segue because I was going to ask you all about doing what you do because I mean I follow your account and like even today I was just looking at it and you go to estate sales you, I mean you're sort of going to yeah. these places so how can you walk us through the process and and also like what are you looking for when you go well I am a true scavenger <laughs> I mean it started yeah. with being little on the beach with my family I think you can't do this kind of job if you don't really love it because you're just trying to go in and find that big dollar and turn it it's going to get frustrating you have to truly love going through and searching and um finding what catches your eye and yeah it started with thrifting i was a little nervous about estate sales i don't know why they intimidated me for some reason i always pictured mm -hmm. something from a movie where it was like a million dollar estate and i don't know i have people in suits <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when I when I started going, I was like, oh, this is this is kind of just peeking into someone's private little world and um, yeah, and seeing what what made them tick. And it was it's actually been kind of a nice change because thrift stores have started to turn into like little bougie um, antique shops almost. You know, they're getting mm -hmm. hip. So what everybody's doing, it's popular. Yeah. It's getting popular to want um, better quality, you know, sustainable, recyclable, reusable. I mean, it's it's great, but at the same time, it's different than it was eight years ago. <laughs> Have you ever gotten into like a tug of war with somebody over like a vintage Pyrex? <laughs> no, not a tug, but definitely a run and grab. <laughs> definitely a little bit That's of a, funny. a rude, a rude push in front of maybe which. You know, I try not to be gross, but sometimes if, the, if it's <laughs> something really good, you know, but no, there's line, there's lineups now outside of thrift stores, which is new, like for the doors opening mm -hmm. like that, that wasn't there before. So, um, estate sales mm. have been a little more, a little more enjoyable, a little more better stuff, but it's a different vibe because it's, um, it was someone's life and it can be sad and can be funny and it can be interesting so yeah i mean are you basically walking into the home of somebody who just died right like i mean you're yes like the body is maybe just like out of the house and they're like <laughs> they're like come go through their things yeah. sometimes 
the person passed and the family just closed the doors for a long time. So sometimes it's really been old and sitting and animals have been there. Sometimes it's <laughs> fresh, like the slippers and the glasses on the table and the unfinished oh needlework at the bedside. I mean, it can really be uh, sad. <laughs> you know, hopefully the estate company does a better job setting it up so it doesn't feel like such an invasion, but I don't know. I'm okay with either or. I just go in real respectfully and I've done it so many times that it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. I kind of just treat it as it is. This feels like a like a pre- prestige cable show. Like I feel like <laughs> I would watch the show about the woman who goes to estate yeah. sales and like learns about people's lives. Yeah. So when you go in there, are things priced already or do they just sort of, you just kind of grab something and say, hey, I, want, I yeah. want this. And they say, how much are you willing to pay for it? Every single company is different. Some companies, my gosh, they price every single item. You open the drawer and there's a price tag on the pen. And that can be a little obnoxious because yeah. then as you're checking out, it all adds up and you're like, so just price the big stuff. And then even though there's price tags, I just take everything up because sometimes they see how much you're getting and they'll be kind to you. So I don't usually mm-hmm. let the price always scare me. If you're only getting a couple items, yeah, the price is probably what the price is, but I'm usually getting a bit. So I kind of just see what they'll right. do. <laughs> Well, um, looking behind you, it's interesting because you would think that somebody who goes to estate sales and does what you do, you would like almost be a hoarder. Like, you would just have so much stuff. But I'm actually looking and everything is so curated and it's like you're not like swimming in a sea of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like, oh, you're making a funny face. <laughs> so do you have like a, do you have a garage full of like crap? That's the battle. I mean, I think that's what we all go through that love it, that love the stuff. And I'm only grabbing what I love. So that's the other problem. I'm not going to grab that thing that I just think I don't really like it, but maybe it can turn a dollar. I can't do that because then it gets messy. So if I'm purely grabbing what I would put on my walls and I would put on my tables, what I would put on my shelves, it gets a little complicated, but I try to get it in and out real quick. Like I don't try to yeah. in love with it. <laughs> if I, like even Good. yesterday, I had this cute little collection of owls and I try to keep them safe from my son and I'll arrange them up on a shelf. And I'm like, man that looks cute <laughs> and then I get the people who follow me enabling me like oh my gosh girl you got to keep that and that, that that's painful too but so I really just try to not even I like, keep it in the box until it goes in the the buyer's boxes and I really try not to fall in love because my husband would I think you know he's been a pretty tolerant fella but I've, <laughs> I've now invaded all his safe spaces with <laughs> Got it. Well, maybe you need a store. Maybe. And I'll, I don't know. <laughs> it would be, I've entertained the idea of booths. It's, you know, it's so expensive. Everything's so expensive these right. days. But I enjoy kind of being in my little world, hunting it out, selling it. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to be stuck inside all day yeah, and exactly. dusty. I mean, I, we're going to Palm Springs next week, and there are those <laughs> antique stores there where it's like, they're almost like museums. Yeah. You walk in there, and it's like you're in the back room. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh my God, this I love feels Palm like Springs. Indiana Jones yeah. or something. Yeah. That would be um, fun. I'd love to retire to Palm Springs one day and have a little store. I think that would be just the ultimate. Yes. Yes. I'll help you. I'll, I'll do all the baking. <laughs> I'll sell muffins. Have a little shop <laughs> store. Oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. Yes. I love it. That's so, okay. And so now in terms of like what you know about what you're buying, I mean, I was, I was nervous talking to you because 
I collect a lot of vintage plates and I mean, all kinds of things. Like I literally just ordered some from Russia because uh, Carla Laley Music is this cookbook author who I follow. And she had these gorgeous so like ceramic plates with like orange rims and gold rings that she was using in like one of her videos. I was like, what is that? And I put it on Twitter and somebody was like, I found it on Etsy. And then I looked and it was like from like this like ceramic company in, in I think the Ukraine or think Ukraine, like you went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole, but like, I, but when it comes down to like most of the things I own, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about them. Like I don't know yeah. the, like the vintage or like what year it came out. Yeah. But do you learn, like, do you study up on all that stuff and you know, how do you learn about it? I think yeah. we all learn item by item. You know, you find that item and you're like, this feels good. And Ooh, look where it's from. And the quality and the color and the glaze. And, and then you go down the rabbit hole and you start looking it yeah. up. I learned so much from being on social media or my other reseller friends, they find stuff. So it's like, it literally is the best teaching. They're looking at what I find and I'm looking at what they find and we're all teaching each other. And, and they give me, uh, I'll get messages all the time from my reselling friends. Hey, if you see this, grab it. Cause look at this and they'll show me the eBay column and I'll be like, oh my gosh, no way. Huh. So, cause some things, um, it may not catch my eye. And so, you know, especially glass. There's a lot of glass in thrift stores, um, especially if it's clear glass. I almost have like fingers okay. on because I'm just looking for color. But it's, yeah. it's nice when, you know, we all help each other out. Like I just grabbed this and you, if you ever see this, grab it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that, um, that's pretty much how I think I learn everything is being out, grabbing it, looking it up, learning from others. Yeah. It's really fun. Well, I, um, when I went to, I visited, my husband was shooting a movie in Concord, Massachusetts, and they had an antique store there that had Pyrex bowls. And I didn't realize it at the time, but they had the gooseberry collection. And then afterwards, like when I went down my own rabbit hole of Pyrex, Mm -hmm. I started like discovering gooseberry and Mm -hmm. gooseberry is like hot pink kind of. Pink, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pink, maybe not hot pink. And it's, but it's expensive. Like if you go on... Etsy or eBay and look up gooseberry Pyrex, yes. you'll, there's like two or $300 for like a set, like a whole set. Um, but so how do those prices all work and how do you figure out pricing on things? Like if you saw a gooseberry bowl. Pinks are popular. Pinks are, the prices are going up on the pinks. You should look up them. Um, there's some pieces, thousands. You should look up them. Um, cloverberry. <laughs> Don't tell me this stuff. No, because I'm going to like bankrupt myself. It's my goal. It's beautiful. It is this beautiful aqua with this gold, you know, clover pattern. It's just the most beautiful color, but it is, yeah, I don't know how many thousands. There's so many. Really? There's so many patterns. They didn't make very long and they're really like a dynamic color and pattern. That There's a barcode. Uh, it literally just looks like barcodes, but it's very modern. I have like the basic blue barcode. Anything above that is thousands. <laughs> like there's orange and all these really? colors. So what happens is you find like one and you find the cheap common one and then you want the other ones. And, right. And I am not, uh, I'm too cheap for that. I'm not that kind of collector. <laughs> that, right. The collection back there, it's all thrifted. Or some, maybe some friendship exchange. But I have friends that are the true hardcore. They are, they've got, they've got it going on. I mean, they have those pieces where I'd be so terrified to even, it'd have to be in a glass case, like on a pedestal somewhere. Yeah. 
for you to know. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy, like how much you can spend. Yeah. I mean, on the flip side though, like I've gotten some treasures that I love that weren't expensive, mm. but this is something we talked about over Instagram when yeah. we started, which is like, yeah. whether it's safe to eat from them. <laughs> Cause I got this, <laughs> I don't know if you can see, I guess that. it's not behind me. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I think it's interesting. Cause yeah. I just bought a teapot. That's really cute. And has like rainbow. It's like vintage. Yeah. And everyone's like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Nice yeah. Yeah. People, I think, yeah, you think you commented on it, but when I got here and I kind of knew this based on the Etsy pictures, it was a little rusted on inside on mm-hmm. the pictures, but when I got here, I looked inside it. I was like, Oh boy. Like I am not boiling water in here. Like this is so rusty and so dirty that I just keep it on the shelf now as yeah. for display. Yeah. But like when you take a, get a piece, if it's dirty like that, like, do you feel it's incumbent on you to clean it and like make it usable or do you just sort of take it as is and take some pictures and be like this is what it's like I mean I do like to clean it I like to make it how I would use it I'm not gonna put in uh I guess it depends you're gonna sell something for 20 or 40 bucks it's gonna get a 20 40 dollar cleaning (laughs) (laughs) on the worth of it yeah and everybody's got their own threshold of what they're willing to accept for you know wear and tear and so, I mean, definitely those cool pieces like your rainbow pot, like I would sell that in a heartbeat just for the display alone. It's really cool. Yeah. And um, it's really sellable. But yeah, I don't even know. Once it gets to that point of rust, those pots, I don't even know if there's any coming back from it, you know? Yeah. You know what I bought um, in that same shipment? I got that vintage Le Creuset. I think you maybe saw it too. It was mm-hmm. in the same post. Yeah. But that's great because it has that look per se, like surface, like that kind of, you know, that classic, like, I don't know, ceramic or I don't know what it's made of, yeah. but I already cooked in it. And it's just, it's so like cleanable and of it's just like, you can just kind of tell it's not yeah. metal. I mean, like the other one is metal and it's yeah. old and rusty. So I think it's, it's a cast iron and then they glaze over the cast iron. The Which one? The Le like, Creuset? Oh, yeah, I think so. That that sounds right. Yeah. Um, but, it, but I guess that's like you know buyer beware it's like you, you know you're you're just going for the looks right and then people can do what they want with I it i get people pretty <laughs> upset with i mean i've had a few like uh this is dangerous you know how dare you throw it away throw it in the you know this is wait what's dangerous electrical things um uh, things that may have uh, in it uh, you know we now have very strict safety guidelines for our products i yeah. am selling vintage i mean i hope it's known that these are not, you know, 2022. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I've been eating off these vintage lead paint plates. Maybe that's why yeah. my my brain isn't working as well yeah. as it used to. No, I mean, I, I, is lead common in, in, in plates? Lead is common. You know, it's every, anything that was before a certain decade can have lead in it. It was in, it was in everything. And um, hmm. I have, it's funny, right behind this computer, you just have to really love the old stuff to have to kind of get over the danger aspect of it. Yeah, I'm definitely there. I just had an old hair blow dryer spark and catch on fire. And my husband's, <laughs> my husband's like, and it's, it was cool. It's like a bright, you know, orange hair blow dryer. He's like, can we please have a few modern amenities? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I just so besides, it. oh, go ahead. What oh, you say? Oh, oh, so I, anyways, I had these um floor tiles. They are so cool. I mean, they are the 60s. Mm. They're asbestos tiles, though, but they're those splashy, <gasps> beautiful floor tiles. And I was in someone's home that sold that sold the product, so I got the samples. And so they're just like little little samples of just these most beautiful, beautiful things. Uh, they sell like I can sell them on eBay. 
But when I tried to sell them, I, I sold a box on Instagram or I did something. I never had so many more people upset with me. And so it's kind hmm. of a fine line of trying to be, you know, asbestos is real. People went in homes and I forgot what it's called when the, when you, the asbestos would break up and, you know, back in the day. And so I just, I just chose to not certain products. I won't, um, they have a bad past. They're not healthy. Yeah. Some things that are beautiful from back in that time are not healthy and safe. And yeah. so I have to be a little you know, sensitive and considerate about that. Um, cause I, I, I really do love it. All. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, so you have, you, you know, your Pyrex and plants, but besides Pyrex, like what are the other major categories that you collect, um, uh, in terms of well, vintage first of all, my name got started as I did not seek to even do this business. I was a court reporter. Um, I was kind of, oh, wow. I didn't know that. I okay. <laughs> I was a stressed out mom, court reporter. I don't didn't know a soul who liked Pyrex. I didn't know a soul who liked anything I liked, you know? So all the soccer moms and all that, like I just didn't have anybody to talk to. <laughs> so I went on uh, social media for the first time on Instagram and I'm like, well, I like Pyrex and I like plants. <laughs> I was trying to, <laughs> I was just trying to find a name, a cute name. And then uh, about a year into it, I started showing I'm thrifting and people are like, how could you leave that? And I'm like, well, can I don't need it? And I, I can't take everything home. You know, it slowly evolved where I was realizing I was leaving a lot of stuff behind that people would like. And that's how it all got started. <laughs> and then oh I, my God. Like, I, I could do this too. <laughs> yeah. It was like a hobby. Like I was court reporting then I thrift after the job and then I ship a few things to people that liked what I found. And then um, it went, full steam and COVID hit, I couldn't, ports are closed. Everybody's home driving me crazy. You could still do these online estate sale auctions and pick up at the curb. So there was still something you could do to get a break from that time, mm. you know? And I was like, well, I'm just going to see how it goes. And I never went back to court reporting. It was one of those, one of those stories where that, that 2020 time actually made my life much better. Like, cause I'm yeah. really happy not court reporting anymore. It's uh, it's court reporting where you're transcribing the actual um yeah. thing. There's like stenography. Yeah. Is that what court reporting? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was doing depositions, okay. so I wasn't. I was going to attorneys' offices and taking down car accidents and right. calls. And were you bringing your vintage typewriters with you? Yeah, I was vintage. I used my dad. <laughs> I used my dad's ancient one, and I never upgraded it because I'm like, that does the job. I don't need a new one. Um, love that but it's not a very positive fun happy occupation you know it was a good flexible job because i could do it whenever i wanted around the, the family but you're not going home feeling really <laughs> joyful in life, so. right but so now you're doing this so okay so you were saying so you created the account pyrex and plants but in terms of like things to search for i'm basically asking you like when i go on when i go on etsy mm -hmm. and i go in my rabbit holes i type in gooseberry pyrex <laughs> i type in like vintage plates vintage you know I, sometimes i'll do like vintage italian plates like if it's from italy yeah. vintage french sometimes i'll do vintage le creuset but i guess i'm curious like in your searches like what are the some of the categories that you're looking for so japan made a lot of beautiful stoneware uh, stoneware is really like a kind of more of a you know 60s 70s a little earthy um so japan is, is always a good germany Beautiful, beautiful pottery and things from from Germany. I don't do a lot of 
open online searching. Yeah. Because I find so much in my physical searching. <laughs> well, also, it doesn't make sense for you to like purchase something and get it shipped and then to actually have to ship it again to somebody else. So I get that. Yeah. But I guess, that, yeah. Sometimes I'll big lots of embroidery because it's a big part of my business. A lot of people love this. I don't know if you've seen, um, it's called Cruel. It's a kind of a thick, chunky embroidery. Um, it's another little subculture like Pyrex. You go into the cruel world, like it's <laughs> it's like a needle point, but it's 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 thicker and more textural. And um some can be worth a lot. And but the, and it's it's an item that anybody selling it or putting it out of their home would look at it like this piece of, you know, grandma's needle point. So it's something that is as another little subculture that has a pretty high value on some of the pieces, but that can kind of get thrown out there like people don't think much of it. So sometimes I'll try to find lots of those to uh, I'll stretch them myself. I don't just grab and resell. Sometimes I'm recreating it or framing something or turning it into it didn't work as that idea. So I'll change it into different. <laughs> Just kind of right. mess with stuff till it's a little more, more, more desirable. Group things together. Maybe somebody that wants mm -hmm. this mug or this plate, but maybe they'd like a set of 10 plates with different patterns, but they're all kind of matching and coordinating. So I'm also trying to make things fun and sellable and not as tedious for someone who's looking to, to buy. Like, so they don't have to hunt yeah. around. I'll hunt around and I'll, I'll create the collection for you. What's really popular right now is like, getting as many different colored, um, like goblets, people love this rainbow, anything in the rainbow. So, you know, try to find, I'll start slowly collecting all the different colored little glass goblets I can find until I'm selling this beautiful little, you know, rainbow drinkware. And so sometimes there's stuff like that, but. So how often are you going out and looking for stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to admit that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's your job. I mean, come on. Well, I first Instead sure, of reporting. Yeah. Monday, I ship. Um, I ship all day as much as I can. I will go to thrift stores almost Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays are like my thrifting days. And then I'm waiting for the estate sales, which are Friday and Saturday. They usually start up. Sometimes they're scattered earlier in the week, but they usually start up on Friday. So that's a big day for estates. Like I don't schedule anything with anybody on Friday. Right. <laughs> Someone wants to meet for something. I'm like, mm, sorry. It's, it's exciting. Those are the days you set the alarm and go out and wait. Do you have regulars that you see at the estate sales? Oh, like yeah. The same people over and over again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who are, who are they? Like, what are they like? <laughs> you have the book guy. You have the jewelry guy. I don't mind these guys because it's not really exactly what I'm looking for. You have the albums. He just likes albums. He just likes electronics. It lets a lot of guys. And there's a few that they are looking for exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> you know, they have the same kind of aesthetic. And, uh -huh. you know, you be nice and I'm always nice, but it's, I it makes me think of, um, I don't uh, like the stress of it all. <laughs> right. Have you ever seen Harold and Maude? No. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I and mean, it's basically about like this quirky little boy or not little boy, like teenager and yeah. who, who basically falls in love with like an 80 year old woman, but they meet because they go to funerals for fun. Like, oh my they gosh. Just both, oh my God. It's, 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 I'm surprised. It's a very dark movie. Yeah. yeah but it's funny. <laughs> and it has Cat Stevens music on the soundtrack. So I was going to ask yeah. you, I mean, when you mentioned shipping, I mean, that sounds like a stressful part of the job because it's like, not only are you sending something to somebody, you're sending something precious yeah. and you really 
really don't want it to break. Yeah. So are you at home with boxes and tape and bubble wrap or do you go to UPS and let them do no, it? No, oh, no. You... In the beginning, it was stressful. In the beginning, I learned some lessons. Um, but now I, it's a system. You know, if it's glass or something, it's double box, it's a box in a box. Like you don't mess around. You pretend like uh-huh. the postman's going to kick it to, all the way to the door. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh-huh. it's just rough. But it does make you... Um, I'm getting older and um, even though I see that beautiful, you know, six foot painting, do I really want to box and carry this thing? So it does make you kind of want to pick more like linens. (laughs) (laughs) I bought um, at the beginning of my career as an internet sleuth vintage purchaser of things. Mm -hmm. I found a set of Harlequin plates that were really ugly. They were like dancing Harlequins from the 60s. They were sort of like Godspell-y. I mean, yeah. yeah. And (laughs) I put it on, at the time I was using Facebook, um, I was like, look at these, look at these hideous plates I got. And people are like, oh my God, da, da, da. But when they arrived, they were shattered. Like oh. they weren't, ra- they weren't wrapped well. And people were like, you got what you deserved for buying such ugly plates. <laughs> but I guess that has, that, does that happen to you when you send stuff? Have you had anything break in the mail? Oh yeah. I've had things in, in the beginning. I've had things break, not completely shattered, you know, plates or the, the, I don't know why anything flat. I, now I used to ship plates, you know in a flatter box but anything flat i swear it gets on the bottom of the weight so now i that's when i put the double i double box because it's just mm-hmm. like you know it's devastating and i don't not about you know, i always re- refund and it's really about the lost vintage item i mean a lot of the things i sell i can't really find them all over the place at times so it's just a lesson to you know, there is a way to do it where it's pretty, pretty darn safe. And unfortunately, it usually makes shipping a little bit more because it's bigger, weightier box. But, you know, people will try to, to nickel you down on shipping, but it's like, you know, you want this to arrive. It doesn't do me any yeah. good to be a cheapskate and then have to reimburse you the whole thing. So, but no, it's a system. It's just, you know, from the moment I grab the item, I'm actually thinking about shipping it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. really like you just go 10 steps ahead. Like, and I'll say that in my stories, I'll be like, sorry, guys, this is really awesome, but I don't want to ship it. It's like, oh. hmm. I do. I just some things I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I get it. So you, do you have like a guy or woman who comes to pick up the shipping every week from you? Or do you just bring it all? I do like, it myself. A... I'm a little <laughs> OCD about it. And I like to see it. I like, I have my ladies, these, I actually have a wonderful post office team. When I started doing this, they were like, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> right. I started telling them what I was doing. They started explaining how to do it more efficiently, cheaper, flat rate versus weight. I mean, they really like, I love them. So I like to go to them now and they're sweet. They like to know, oh, you hard worker, look at you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so that's like, so funny. Bluff me up and like make me feel uh they're my girls. So I uh, yeah, I bring them in and uh I like to see them scanned and I know they're safe and it's done. So So when you go out on the field and you're looking for stuff, what's the most like common like what do you see? You're like, oh there's one of those again. Like I see that everywhere I go. Like what are those things? Oh my gosh. Dolls. So many homes. I don't understand the doll obsession. Uh, the snow globes, gosh, there's these certain like tchotchke collectible things that I, I don't, I don't know, um, the figure, the figurine obsession, it's crazy. I don't, 
there could be some valuable, but there's just so many of them, you know. Those fit little figurines. Yeah. My mom used to collect these little ones, like rhinestone, not rhinestones, but they were like fake diamondy ones, oh, yeah. that are kind of crystal-y ones, like little mouse and a little, and my mom went through like, a, my mom went through a teapot phase, which is so funny because my mom is like, my mom is like Fran Drescher from The Nanny, like she's not like a <laughs> dainty like teapot lady, but she like went through a period in like the early 90s where she decided she liked teapots and like just has like eight teapots that are not vintage, they're just like fancy teapots <laughs> well, I, i'm responsible for my mom's precious moments collection remember the <laughs> okay yes that's so funny i think i saved my money and got one from the hallmark store and i was probably like 10 or 11 and i just decided you're gonna get one for your mother's day and that was one that's of the really things funny when she moved she's like would you like these back <laughs> i'm like oh <laughs> So wait, so you said you have a son? Do you have, is it just one kid that you I have? I have three kids. Yeah, I have three a, kids. How? My how oldest is going to college in the fall. Wow. And then my two daughters and then my one son and my middle daughter is 15. We'll be okay. going to drive soon. And I have Got one it. son who's 11, Shawnee. He's, uh, has autism and some medical issues, but he's, um, adorable. But he's also the uh-huh. destructor of a lot of the vintage. So, oh, interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. So a lot of things I don't keep because I value it too much. And it just needed to be a safe. Right. You have kids in the home. Yeah. So do your kids, though, like get your obsession? Like, do they share your obsession? Do they also they do. enjoy it? They do. Yeah. It was a full evolution. I think I freaked them out in the beginning, especially with all the Pyrex. Like, how many bowls do you need? Um, I wasn't displaying it. I was just kind of hiding everywhere because <laughs> I just mm-hmm. couldn't them. I just thought they were beautiful. But as they've gotten older, they're teenagers now. I don't know. They'll say that it, they'll say I got them thrifting, but I think the teenagers going in looking for clothes, like it's trendy now. I think that's how it got started, like going in with their mm-hmm. friends. I think they, I think uh, even though we always did it, they didn't really value it until, you know, everybody's doing it. And now it's, yeah. you know. Do you do that too? Do you wear vintage clothes? I have started. <laughs> it, it This whole thing, it started with dishes and then it just went into everything. Because everything is cute from that time. <laughs> and yeah. it's more better. And, it's, you know, um, this t-shirt is vintage. My girlfriend sent this to me. It's like a bank shirt. Oh, it says UCV. I thought it was the Upright Citizens Brigade. The yeah. comedy. Oh, Banker, do it with interest. Bankers, do it with interest. That's so funny. I got that so wait, what's UCV? I wonder what a bank that is. It must be like United College Bank or something. I have no idea. But even the t-shirts fit better. I mean, everything, everything's just, in my opinion, and everybody gets tired of hearing it from me, I, everything's just a better fit, quality, feel, look from that time. I mean. Yeah. And also like with the digital time that we're in where nothing's really tactile and nothing is really like, you know, everything is just sort of like, you know, an algorithm sending right. you like products. Yeah. It's amazing to be able to go and like, as you said, treasure hunting is sort of like you're, you're using your senses, you're using your hands, oh, you're using yeah. your eyes, you're using your, even your sense of smell. Not that you want to smell everything, but, <laughs> but it's like. But, Important. <laughs> yeah. No, but I get it. I, I, I like, 
I think treasure hunting is a good way to think about it because it's that is the fun of it. I mean, I, I you know, even the idea of going to Palm Springs to an antique shop, it's just like I can spend hours and they're just like oh, yeah. going through. And, and it's so funny, like my grandmother used to work at a flea market and we used to go to garage sales. And so we used to do stuff like that, too. And, you know, it brings yeah, back memories. Probably what instilled it in you. Somebody put it there. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fun to see. Even my, my husband was the last grumpy one. But even he's coming around like he gets it now. Like, you know, when we, yeah. we picked up our dining table from an estate. It is so much better. You know, it's just uh-huh. I think the thing people have to get over, they weren't it fresh and new and it belongs to me first. I think a lot of people get scared of that idea of who mm-hmm. I don't you know, know these people and what happened on that chair. I mean, <laughs> right. I don't think like that. It doesn't even cross my mind, but I think that's the big barrier when I try to get some of my family doing it is mm-hmm. that that freaks them out. They just can't get over it. I don't even think about it. Right. It's funny because I don't even think about that because you go to restaurants and you go to hotels and it's like you sleep in the same bed as other yeah. people and you sleep and eat the same off the same plate. So I, I don't think I ever think about that. But I, but it is interesting, like, I guess like more intimate, like, I don't know if I would buy like a pillowcase from <laughs> <an> estate sale. <laughs> like that. that was one of my last, the vintage linens. Uh, uh-huh. There's certain things that I was like, I don't think I'll do that. And my husband was like, for sure, we are never doing that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just like but, dirty linens. Yeah. But, uh, underwear or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. The underwear, we haven't gone there yet, but actually, <laughs> New in package underwear. How about that? But no, the sheets are beautiful. <laughs> I mean, the sheets are actually those bright 70s flower power. I mean, right. I friends, that's a good point. I have friends making dresses out of those sheets, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, nice quality, nothing stained or anything, but because it is a type of fabric and um, colors and patterns that I don't, I have not seen anybody come out and reproduce yet that look, you know, even close to mm-hmm. similar. So. You can't, you can't think about what's going on on the sheets. <laughs> it's, it's like um, Sound of Music when she turns the curtains into yes. little play clothes. It's like totally. you're doing that with sheets. Um, so behind you, on your over your left shoulder, there's a, there's a shelf with a bunch of like bowls in it. And people yeah. can't see this because they're listening to it. But three shelves down on the left is the coolest looking bowl I've ever seen. It looks like it has orange feathers on it or like yeah, orange. That's not Pyrex. That is. Um, what is it? That's Catherine Holm. She is more expensive than Pyrex. It's the Lotus pattern. Catherine Holm Lotus. It's a metal bowl with enamel. I don't have a lot of it because I'm thrifty and I thrift. But that bowl was on eBay and I accidentally saw it said vintage metal bowl with feathers. And it was the Catherine Holm Lotus bowl. And it was nine ninety nine <laughs> buy it now, which is unheard of. Like they're all over a hundred, and I just freaked out, and I didn't want to tell anybody. <laughs> I was scared someone was gonna tell her, so I just bought it, and that's how I got that. Just like by pure, because they're not marked. Some of them are marked, but this one's not. So if they're not marked, people are just like metal bowl with, with, with feathers. I love it. Well, now you know I'm gonna go on eBay the second we hang up, and I'm gonna look for that. But um, so it's metal. Okay, got yeah, it. Enamel, Catherine Hoom. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then below that are, um, there's a shelf of bowls, but then below right. that is, um, it looks like cookie jars on like the wooden counter. That's Fiesta, you know, Fiesta wear. 
fiesta wear. Yeah. See, this is good. Like, I'm, I like that I'm actually quizzing you on all the things because these are all things to look for. Okay. So, what's the deal with fiesta wear? Is it? Is it? Because I know that, like, I've seen fiesta wear, like modern versions of it, like at like West Elm or something. Yeah. But like the original fiesta wear is from like the '60s or '70s. Yeah, um, Homer Laughlin fiesta wear. Gosh, I don't know how far back it goes. And the fiesta wear people are like the Pyrex people. So I am very, very scared of ever messing up. Like if I want to sell Fiesta, I'm so scared because, you know, there's about a zillion different colors, five different shades of pink, but don't you dare call it the wrong shape. <laughs> 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 Got it. Well, I'm kind of scared of selling Fiesta or I am, I have some, I have some friends that are experts and I'm like, what do you think this color is before I, because you can't mess up with them. But yeah, they're, they sell it still current. The valuable, the, the valuable Fiesta is the colors they retired that they, that they don't sell anymore. And certain colors are more desirable than others. So those are the things I've learned. And I try to, I try to remember which colors have, it's just those are the things that I can't, Fiesta is a lot. It's a lot of colors and it's a lot of years of life. So yeah. Those are the things that I, um, that I, I kind of leave a lot of Fiesta because nine times out of 10, I get the new stuff that's worth crap. And yeah. I don't, I don't get it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fiesta yeah. wear is cool, but yeah, it feels like it'd be easy to get the wrong thing. Stamp, um, there's so many stamps. I know ink is older than the impression and it's just like, mm -hmm. it gets. Got it. Mm -hmm. Now I noticed also, I'm sorry, I'm just like studying your entire oh, that's like, okay. collection. I try to make it cute back there for you. No, it's <laughs> so cute. I love it. I see a clock on the wall, a oh, kitchen yeah. clock. Mm -hmm. And I am actually in the market for one because my I have a wall in my kitchen that yeah. needs a clock. And so how do you, is that one vintage and where did you find it? Oh yeah. I got really lucky with that one. It's, um, it says Stromberg on it. It was at a thrift store, seven or nine bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's massive. Um, glass and thank God it worked because I wouldn't even know how to. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I was going to, I have to start bringing batteries. I'm going to be one of those people that bring the batteries to test. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. Got it. So smart when people do that. But yeah. So there's the book person, the album person, and you'll be the battery person. Like, who just brings batteries. <laughs> testing it. Yeah. Because you can't return anything thrift stores anymore. So it's kind of like you're stuck with it mm. if it doesn't work. But, uh, yeah, I see. Yeah. I see a guy always carries different size batteries around testing. I used, to, <laughs> I used to make fun of this person, but now I'm like slowly becoming this person. Wait, now you're drinking out of a mug that kind of looks like the the pattern that my mom had on her um, Pyrex growing up. It's Pyrex pattern. Yeah, yeah, that's classic. Gold. Like, this is a gold footed milk glass. Wow. With the Pyrex pattern, but Pyrex lent their pattern to. I mean, Corningware uses it as well. So there's like a so I'm not sure if this is like pure if it's Pyrex or Corningware, but um, mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite patterns. It's my logo on Instagram is a plant in a butterfly gold bowl because it was one of the first yeah. patterns I collected because I love mustard yellow and um mm -hmm. and and my logo. My daughter designed my logo, and I was like, yeah, make it make it butterfly gold <laughs> well we're almost done with this part of the podcast so um for people who want to check out your instagram it's just pyrex and the letter n plants uh, okay. and if if they want to buy from you that you kind of post on your stories frequently like what you're selling or what's the best way to see your stuff i have story sales uh, every week usually on fridays um there's an etsy link on my profile oh yeah you're one of my bookmarks that i check 
I have like a shopping tab on my computer and I have Pyrex and plants Etsy. Although it's like very dangerous for me to look at what you have because then I'm like, oh God, I'm going to buy something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's okay. So Etsy, Instagram. Instagram. All my highlights are a bunch of stuff waiting to be listed. And even when I go out shopping, people just say, hey, that thing you grabbed, are you going to sell it? Very casual. I'm a very casual seller. Yeah. So. Got it. Well, it's really fun to like go on your adventures with you and like discover things along with you. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the this part of the podcast. And we're going to um, take a two-second pause. And then I'm going to ask you 10 fun I guess Pyrex questions. I wrote 10 questions specifically for you. They're just sort of, you'll, you'll see, they're sort of about like what your favorite dishes are, blah, 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 blah. Um, but if you're listening just to this free stuff, um, check out Nicole's Pyrex and Plants. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for listening, everyone. And by the way, if you haven't already, go check out my new YouTube cooking show, The Amateur Gourmet Show on YouTube. This week, I make an incredible five-hour ragu. And next week, I'm making rainbow cookies with a full rainbow for Gay Pride Month. So go check that out. And you can also subscribe to my newsletter, amateurgourmet.substack.com, and you'll get all of this in your inbox. All right, I'll see you back here next week.